right, all right. Join the Journey family, friends, and guests. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. If you're following along in a Join the Journey guided journal, you know that today we're talking all about verse 24, which reads, Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. In this verse probably sounds familiar. Maybe you've heard the phrase, spare the rod and spoil the child. One commentator puts it like this. Spare the rod and spoil the child. This common maxim, a one-size-fits-all approach to child discipline, is often wrongly attributed to the Bible. This maxim actually comes from a poem written by Samuel Butler in 1664. In reality, the book of Proverbs, when taken as a whole, encourages its readers to use multiple levels of discipline, ranging from simply pointing out improper behavior to the use of corporal punishment, the commentator concludes. Now, simply put, this proverb suggests that physical punishment may be of value, but leaves the details of such punishment to the parent. Now, before we get any further, and sadly, I know this is heavy, But it's not hard to see how the enemy can get a foothold in the hearts of people and and lead them astray, astray to be vicious abusers of their children, taking this proverb out of context or believing the secular maxim to be the ultimate truth. And that is not what this verse is insinuating. Verse 24 is not making physical abuse permissible. I want to be abundantly clear. In fact, I believe it's important that before I move on, I also point us to Proverbs 27, 12, which reads, the prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. So if you or a child you know are in an abusive situation, it is not God's will that they remain there or that you remain there. So before you do anything else, get help. And if you don't know where to turn, shoot us an email, jointhejourney at watermark.org, and we would love to assist you. Now, all of that said, we know what this verse doesn't mean. We know that it's not making abuse permissible. So what does it mean? Well, remember, proverbs are principles, not promises. They are sayings that are generally true, but play out differently in various situations. Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. One commentator of old puts it like this. To the education of children and that which is good, there is necessary a due correction for them, a due correction of them for what is amiss. Every child of ours is a child of Adam and therefore has that foolishness bound up in its heart, which calls for rebuke, more or less, the rod and reproof, which gives wisdom. He's saying, hey, every kid is a sinner and that reality necessitates that they at times be redirected. He continues, observe, it is his rod that must be used, the rod of a parent directed by wisdom and love and designed for good, not the rod of a servant. What's he getting at? parents specifically have a unique and special God-given role to play in the lives of their children. He says, it is good to begin betimes with the necessary restraints of children from that which is evil before vicious habits are confirmed. The branch is easily bent when it is tender. He's saying, hey, the sooner you grasp this proverb, the better, because good habits are more easily formed than bad habits are broken. He goes on to say, 
those who really hate their children, though they pretend to be fond of them, that do not keep them under a strict discipline, and by all proper methods, severe ones when gentle ones will not serve, make them sensible of their faults and afraid of offending. They abandon them to their worst enemy, to the most dangerous disease, and therefore hate them. Let this reconcile children to the correction that their good parents give them. It is from love and for their good. What's his point? By not disciplining one's child, such a parent is allowing he or she, their child, to move toward sin and away from God's best. That's what happens when we're not disciplined. So why is avoiding discipline compared to hating one's child? Well, as hard as it may be on a parent's heart to inflict punishment, much harsher is the sting of living in sin. Now, in all of this, I think it's worth noting that I, Emma, am not a parent, and all of this is much easier said than done. So what do we do? Well, if you're single or don't have kids like me, reading a verse like this might feel irrelevant or unrelatable. I don't, I don't have to process through how I'm going to discipline kids right now. At least I don't. But might I remind us that the Lord disciplines the one he loves, Hebrews 12, 6. So as a whole, regardless of whether or not you're a parent, all of us, if you're a believer in Christ, are children of God. And discipline is a sign of God's love for us. The good parent disciplines their kid because they love them. They don't want them to go go astray. But no matter where you find yourself upon reading Proverbs 13, whether you're a child well, we're all children, right? Whether whether you're a parent or you're like me and you don't have kids, might I remind us of Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We've all heard that verse. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Verse 2, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Verse 5, here's what comes after this famous passage. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? Verse 8, if God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? Verse 10, for our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. Let that sink in. Our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. That's all you can do. But God's discipline is always good for us. God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. 
but afterward there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those but afterward there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way verse 12 so take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong Regardless of whether or not you're a parent struggling to discipline your kids or someone who longs for children but doesn't have any, might we all press on and run with endurance the race God has set before us, faithfully and dependent upon Him. That's all we've got time for today, but as always, thank you for leaving a podcast review, and I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.